0: You know, as we say around here, the gospel message is good news for you and me, you know, and it's not just, it's not just good news. It is the good news, the good news that you and I need to hear every day. Why? Why is that? Because it is the hope. It is the peace. It is the comfort and the rest and the security and the rescue, the very salvation that we are looking for in this world with everything that's going on, the gospel message Alone is the declaration that Christ has done everything for us by faith in Him. Faith in Him alone and in nothing else. You know, through looking to Jesus for all that we are, we no longer need to base ourselves or center our lives in anything else in this world but Christ. You know, we can, we can stop working ourselves to death in these personal salvation projects, whether that be finding our value in how our kids turn out, or finding our identity and how strong our marriage is, or whether it's finding our peace in proving all of our critics wrong about what they said about us that we would amount to be or what we would never be. We no longer need to find our rest in this ever so devious promise but neverlasting. Uh, uh, comfort of lust or drunkenness with narcotics or alcohol. We don't need to find rest in these things. We, we have been freed from trying to find a rescue in the imperfect relationships in our lives or in the leaders around us that ultimately only lead to Disappointment. We have been removed from trying to carry this heavy burden of trying to obtain salvation, of our independence from all people trying to prove that we're a strong person. We're not a weak person. Which is really, we're not strong. We fake it really good, but we're not. Whatever, Whatever this personal salvation project may be, Christ has come to free us from it all. Christ has removed us from this path of sin that is only death and has now set us on this new path that is only life. Through faith in Christ alone, not what we have done or what we will do for Jesus, but through trusting him that he has done all the doing for us, through faith in His perfect life, His atoning death, His salvific bodily resurrection, we are now then the children of God that we can rest in Him from all of our burdens and woes and concerns. Why? Because we now have all the favor and all the blessings and all the qualifications to be right with God, no matter what. It is forever It doesn't matter how many times we fail him. It doesn't matter how weak our faith is before him. It doesn't matter how many times we doubt him. We are now the people of God in his kingdom by faith alone. And his love is set upon us and it will never leave us. We don't do anything to earn love from him. All the earning has been done by Christ. We don't do that to earn anything from him. Jesus has earned it all. And the grace of God in our life, then, is given to us freely by faith alone. And all of this is good news. That we're called to remember every day in our lives. That we are to refresh ourselves with all the time as we go about our daily issues or duties. For when we remember that all we need is in Jesus Christ, we are able then to live out that freedom we have in Him in all things. I mean... I mean, just the the truth that death is defeated for us and that we have eternal life right now. We no longer then have to live to gain life. We no longer have to grasp at every moment in life in fear of missing something or missing out of something because of death. We no longer have to live in this bondage of constantly fighting to live So we don't have to face death as if it's the end of us, the end of you, the end of me. No, we're called to live from the eternal life that we have in Christ right now so we can live freely in whatever comes our way and not give up because we know that death is now just an open door to better things. To be with our Savior forever in heaven. You know for our purpose now is not based in our life anymore like what we do that's not our purpose but rather it's all based on what Christ has done for us through his own life. We are f- we are we are living freely then by constantly relying on him. Like the idea is the the the, the direction and purpose then All comes from and our meaning all comes from focusing on Him as our provider and our sustainer. So, in practical terms, we live live like freely in this world. The more we see the world as Christ has truly revealed it in His gospel message to us, we live freely by constantly relying on Him and going to Him by faith alone to empower us on how to interact with this world around us by seeing Him as our everything. And sadly truly, we fail at this when we do fail at this, trying to do things in our own power. That's when we end up giving in to sin. But praise be to God for his favor and love and grace is not removed from us because of Christ's perfect and sinless works on our behalf through faith in him. And this concept is what Paul has been really pushing at the end of chapter five here in Ephesians. And he's really going to drive this in more today as we look at chapter 5, verses 8, verse 8b eight through 9, that last part of verse 8. And so today's title is, You Are the Light, or You Are Light, excuse me. So we're going to look at the text, and then I'm going to read all of verse 8, and then focus on the last part. So verse 8 uh, says this, For at one time you were darkness... But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So Paul here, right, is using some pretty direct imagery of light and darkness in regards to the, Christ, to the Christian, in contrast with the, world of non, with the world and the world of non-believers. Paul states that before one places their faith in Christ, they are darkness. Not that they're in darkness, but they are darkness itself. Darkness meaning everything about us was defined and found in sin. But now that we have faith in Christ, that is no longer the case. We are now light. But unlike darkness, which came from us alone, light does not come from us as our own source, but from Christ, which now shines in and through us. Light then means that we are a new creation because everything about us now is defined and founded in Jesus Christ alone and not in us. So you can look at it this way. Being in darkness means life is all about magnifying and living for self. It really emphasizes the I in sin in your life. But now being light in the Lord, life is all about magnifying and living for Christ. Life is about emphasizing that Christ, as Psalm 22, verse 31 says, he has done it. Paul then at the end of verse eight which is our verse today, says at verse 8 that since you are light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Now notice something here. Paul does not say walk in the light or walk towards the light as if you are to go out and get it. No, he's doubling down on the truth of the gospel that Christ has earned this for us And is now given it to us unconditionally all by faith alone in him. The good news is not burdensome, but restful and empowering. And this brings us to our first point. We live from Christ's life. I'm sorry, light. We are the children of God. So Paul is saying then, live from that truth. Live from the light of Christ over you and within you. Or let me put it, uh, I guess, differently. The Christian life is not characterized and defined by what we do, but it's characterized and defined by whom we believe. Our identity as Christians, as God's children of light, is not found in what we do. What we do doesn't make us who we are, unlike everything else in the world. I mean, to be something, you have to go out and do something. You know, do you want to be a bus driver? Well, then go learn how to be a bus driver. Go to driving school, get your license, and then go drive a bus. But that's not how it is with us as Christians. We trust in, Christ, we trust in what Christ has done. We trust in his promise that he has made us his people or for this context, his light. And we, leave, we live from that truth found in him. We don't go out and get that. We are that. So we are to live from that, from his light, in all that we are or and, and all that we interact with. So the focus is not so much on what we are doing. The focus is really on what are you believing? Do you see Christ as your everything? Are you learning by faith to see Him as your everything for everything? For ultimately, what we do and how we do it all flows from what we believe. The focus on the why, the focus on the who, not on the what. So the question is, are you living from His light alone through faith in Him alone? See, the gospel again is good news. It's not burdensome. The gospel is not a go out and get and carry on your own, but rather good it's good news that all is done in Jesus already. So we are to look to him, live from, we live from Jesus' victory. We don't go out and get victory. We are to live by faith in his power, his strength, his wisdom that he so graciously and generously gives us and joyfully gives us. We don't live from our own in any of that. We are to live by relying upon grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus alone, leaving everything else alone. We want to grab everything like my three-year-old. He just wants to touch everything. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Living from his grace and seeing his grace as all-sufficient in our lives, for our lives, and for who we are, and what we are. And to press this in, or maybe kind of like to answer this question of like, what does this living from the light of Christ look like in our life? (laughs) Paul does a little commentary here in parentheses in verse 9. He says, For the fruit of light is found, in all that is good and right and true. And again, Paul is not speaking so much about doing as he is believing. Why would I say that? Well, Paul brings in and adds another example here. Fruit. The fruit of light. And if we were to think for a moment of a tree that produces fruit it doesn't go out and get fruit to put on it to make it a fruit tree. No, it produces it as a consequence of being a fruit tree. So by saying fruit of light, Paul is saying to us, these are not preconditions or requirements to be light. No, he's saying the exact opposite of that. He's saying by being light, In the Lord, these three characteristics will show up in your life and we can rest in that promise by faith alone in Jesus. And this brings us to our second point. Christ's light is working in us. See, Paul is saying, you have these things now through faith in Christ and they are being worked in your heart because you have the light of Christ within you. His light will shine through you, even in the dark moments of your life. You have His light within you, and you are still the light through faith in Jesus alone. Not by what you do for Jesus, but by what He has done for you by faith in Him. Remember, the gospel is not our doom, it's our hope. And these three characteristics then of, of good, right, true are not something that we go out and get on our own or even do on our own. The law is not... It's the, the gospel is not the law. The law beats down. The gospel right raises up. Because understand this, you are not the source of these characteristics, just like you are not the source of the light but you now have the source of light within you. So you have his light and are a child of his light to, re- to rely upon him alone for these things. Or to put differently, Paul is saying when you focus on the gospel of Christ by faith, no matter where you are in life, in the middle of a heated argument that is getting awkward because of the stupid things you're saying, or if you're in the middle of acting like a buffoon because of road rage that was really your fault because you weren't looking guilty, Uh, or when you're cursing at the TV out loud or in your heart because of some wretched news, or when you're letting your eyes and mind wander to places they should not go, or or, or reaching for that next intoxicating thing to bring your mind into this forgetfulness, Paul is saying these three characteristics are still consequently being produced within us and you and me, and they will flow out of us through faith in Christ as we look to him. The gospel's good news. It's good news because it says it's it's the good news that saves us from ourselves And and then it's saying that these characteristics will begin to rub up against these sins in our life. This fruit, if you will, will begin to push these sins out of our life as it sprouts its fruit within us. For again, if we are children of light, then we have the characteristics of our parent who is the light. And these light characteristics will shine through over time. And just like a fruit tree, sometimes it produces lots of fruit. Other times, not so much. Sometimes it produces more on one side than another. Some pieces are bigger. Some pieces are smaller. Sometimes it takes a while for fruit to sprout at all. But nonetheless, the key is, is that it's producing fruit, even as slow as it may be. and. A lot of times it's slow in our life. It's still producing fruit, though, because it is a fruit tree. So these characteristics will come about in some fashion in our lives because we are light in the Lord. It is a promise to us, not a requirement of us. It's a consequence of being the light in the Lord. Now, he defines then what this fruit is, such as good, right and true and honestly, when you really look at it, these three characteristics are not completely separate from each other. I mean, they're all intertwined in one way or another. So the best way to think of them then as three different angles, if you will, of what light looks like in our life through having faith in Christ. So it's three different ways in which the light of Christ will shine through us in different situations of life. So understand, So to understand what they really are then, we have to look at the source in which they come from. And again, the source of light is not us. We don't get to define it, but the source is from the triune God himself. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God, yet three distinct persons. Not three gods, but one. And yet, yet, and somehow, three distinct personalities. Figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> when we focus on the gospel It reveals where the source of our light comes from and the consequences and the effects that will come about because of it. And this brings us to our last point. Christ's light will be seen in us. So when we look to our God then as the one who defines these qualities, as we look at them through the lens of the gospel that Christ has attained these things for us, then as we look at the first characteristic of good or goodness it takes on this general idea, then, of being kind and gracious. For our God is a very kind, is very kind and generous towards us sinners. God is good. For he gives us blessing upon blessing, even though we can never bring anything to him or pay him back or earn it. For he is always looking out for our benefit, even though we don't deserve it. And when we look at Christ upon the cross... He looked out for us at the expense of himself. For Christ gave himself up for us willingly and lovingly to save us sinners. For God's kindness and generosity is truly seen through the gift of his son for us. So when you focus on God being concerned with your well-being, you will consequently end up being concerned with others' well being even those who hate you, and yes, even those who you can't stand. You will have this goodness rise up in you. Your heart will begin to be pricked by His goodness because your heart is alive now and no longer a dead stone. Your heart will be nudged and warmed by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life when you see those people who you do not care for through the lens of the gospel of God's glorious and gracious goodness towards you, you will begin to find that the pride, the hate, the disgust that you had is not able to stick to your heart as it once did before. It's not able to cover it because your heart will be beating by the power of God within you to push away and fling off That old, dead stuff that used to cling to your old, dead, porous rock of a heart. He then moves on to say, all that is right. And again, in reference to God, all that is righteous is what he's saying here. For God is righteous. All that he does is right and just and pure. He is holy. He sets the standards of all things and he always does what's correct. For and God's righteousness was fully displayed when Christ went to the cross. For God had to punish sin. He can't just let sin go free. Sinners have to be punished. So to get us into heaven, to be with him forever in a holy place, he didn't just say, yeah, come on in. No, to to get us there, someone had to pay for our sin. Someone had to be punished in our place for our sins. We had a debt for God is a righteous God. So, that is why Christ came on a mission to die for us. He came out of his love for us. God loved us, for that was the only right way to get us in and restored to him, to be adopted as his children. For Christ, who never sinned, had to be condemned in our place. His perfect righteous life in exchange for our corrupted, unrighteous life through faith in him alone. And now through the power of the Holy Spirit, through that great exchange of what happened upon the cross, God's righteousness is being worked within you. This desire or wanting to pursue what is right in what we feel, do, act, say, think, is now being worked upon and in our hearts. When we look to the gospel by faith, this eternal perspective within us begins to see that there is an objective outside of our own personal or anyone else standards way of living now before God, it's set by Him. We realize more and more with our soul that the way we go about our life, and no matter what it is, like our jobs, our relationships, our intimacy, our personal needs, science, hobbies, families, finances, entertainment, whatever it is, when we look to the gospel the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, we see that there is a right right way of interacting with all of it. For Christ died for all of it for us. And He is working that righteousness or that rightness in us through faith in Him. So we will get that conviction through the Holy Spirit when we're not interacting with something or someone rightly. The Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts and mold it so that that person or fear or anger or obsession or addiction or lust or doubt, whatever it is, it won't quite fit the same in our heart. It will be out of place in our life and we will see it as awkward and not right in the light of Christ. And because our hearts then have been changed by the light, we, we will be pushed by the light within us to want to know how to rightly act with and towards the person or things around us in regards to the Lord and his standards and his ways. I mean, when we look to Jesus and see that he died on the cross for our unrighteousness, our unrighteous ways of interacting with people and things and even God himself, right? He died for that. And when we think upon that fact, when we look at the gospel, we then can rely then upon the promise of the gospel that as we go to him by his power, through faith in him, he will show us and enable us how to interact rightly with all things and people by his power and grace. And then lastly, he says, the fruit of light is found in all truth or truthfulness. Our God is truth. He is the God of all truth. When, when, we interact with God, uh, when we interact with the God of the Bible, on any level, we are interacting with truth. Truth itself. There is no lies. There's no deception. It's just truth. And that truth became manifested and walked among us as our Savior, Jesus Christ. For when we come to Christ and His gospel by faith in Him, He reveals the truth of the way things are and the way we are. He exposes the world's lies, the the hypocrisy, the deception, the falsity around us. And he exposes those very same things within you and within me all through his truth by faith in him. He makes us see these things in ourselves, the things we have ignored or hidden in our hearts, the lies that the world says it's okay to keep in there. His light floods and exposes our falsities of sin as we rest in His gospel, which reveals His honesty, His trustworthiness, His reliability, and His integrity towards us. The gospel which reveals His truth. For when we look to Jesus and His gospel, we will begin to see the truth about the lives of others and the truth about our own lives. His light will fill our hearts with truth, His light will fill our minds with truth. And we will not be able to contain it for we are now the light in the Lord by faith in him alone. His light will burn through any cover we try to make. His light will melt any container we try to place around our heart for he will not let us go. We are his people now by faith in him alone. For the promise is that the fruit will come by faith alone in him, not by what we do for him. But by faith in lo- alone in him, he will make it so. All through the power of the Holy Spirit in our life now. We are the light in, of the, in the Lord. So we will have, we will have, I'm going to say this again, we will have to live from the truth. We know in him. We know in him. Why? Because there just won't be any other way of looking at life anymore when we look upon the gospel by faith alone. We'll be like the disciples and say, well, where else will we go? There's just no other place. We will have to speak of things truthfully for our hearts and minds will not be able to produce the falsity that it once did. For His light of truth will always be there exposing it. His light then will be working and exposing His truth in us to be a people of truth like Him. To be a people who live from and speak from the honesty we have in Christ to be a people who live and speak from the trustworthiness we have in Christ who live from and speak from, from his reliability and his integrity his truth will shine through us now if you're saying at this point John uh, John uh, I, I can't do that <laughs> I can't do all this and that's a lot well amen that's good because you can never do it in the first place. These qualities, remember, are not something that you go out and get. These qualities are, some, are strictly given through faith alone in Jesus. It's fruit that He produces in you, not fruit that you produce. We have to trust Him to produce these things then in us, within us. So we can just rest by faith in Him and be comforted in knowing that though you cannot do these things on your own, and you're probably thinking and looking upon all your struggles and sins and saying, yep, can't do it. Take heart, for Jesus has done all of it for you. And he will bring out all this fruit into its fruition, into your life with whatever you are facing by faith in him. He will do it on his time and his ways, for that is his promise to you. I mean, for for the cross, he accomplished, as it said in Ephesians 2.10. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which, who did, who who prepared all these things? Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You think he's just going to let you go? See, the gospel is good news. For it says it is finished in Christ for us. Our lives are based in and centered in on faith in Jesus. The power to live in obedience to God and His ways does not come from you. It never could and it never will. It does not come from your own willpower. It comes from resting in the truth, as one person said. It comes from trusting in God's wholehearted, unflinching, flawless devotion to you. It only comes to us through faith in Jesus that He did it all. See, our lives now, are all about falling upon our Lord and His grace as much as, as much as we can, wherever we can through faith, relying upon Him to have us be what we are in Him, light in the Lord by His strength alone. So I'm going to leave you with this quote, which I think kind of sums up what we stated here today about being the light in the Lord and having faith uh, in Christ and simply trusting in Him. This person said, It is finished is not something... Uh, it, I'm sorry... It is finished is something you accept, not something you do. It's all about believing in Jesus by faith alone. So let's go then to the Lord in prayer. And I pray that that you will be encouraged in this to know that he will, if you're having problems with your life, you're having sins and issues, whatever may be, and you're struggling over and over and over and over again, just run to him and know that God will be producing fruit in your life. Focus on the who, not on the what. Focus on the who. Focus on the why. Why? Because he has made you a child of light. Don't focus on the what. What to do, focus on that it is done. And the what will happen, even as small it may be. So I'm going to invite you to come up here and pray with maybe one of the deacons or where you are or just wherever you may be. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for these things. God, I ask right now, Lord, that that you remind us that all is done in you, Lord, that the burden of trying to get it all right, trying to raise our kids right, trying to get our marriages right, trying to deal with our Bosses or co workers, right, Lord, that trying to work with our neighbors and all these and trying to work with each other, Lord, or family members. God, it is so burdensome because we don't know the right thing to do and, and, and we mess up and we say dumb things. We try to fix it and it just seems to get worse. God, help us rely upon your Son and His grace that He will empower us to see and and to live out the freedom we have and to do the right thing by trusting in you, Lord. God, I ask that you help us see the fruit being produced in our lives. Help us see it, Lord. Convict us, Lord, that if there is sin in our life too, Lord, that we will leave and run and, and flee from it and rest on you. And God, if there's someone that doesn't know you here today, I pray that they will come to know you right now and say that they are a sinner in need of grace. As you have stated to all of us, and if you stated over and over again, we don't clean ourselves up to come to you, Lord. You you come to us to clean us up. Help us, Lord, to see that. And help whoever that may be come to know you today. In Jesus' name, amen.